Hello, hello, Natalie Lucier here, founder of Access Ally. And today I am so incredibly excited and honored to be welcoming Lenka Lutonska. And she is the creator of Extraordinary Growth Academy and Energetic Selling Method. She's also the author of an amazing book called Energetic Selling and Marketing. And she's got all kinds of incredible things behind her name. Like she's an international trainer in NLP. She's one of the leading coaches for entrepreneurs in Europe and mom to three amazing amazing boys and wife to an amazing husband. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Lenka. Natalie, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so you have done amazing things in your business, in your career. Can you give people a short version of kind of how you got to the type of work that you do today with women and with business owners? So uh, look, I've always been interested, or if you like, it's been my calling to help others in some way since teenager and when I was 19, I had issues within myself, as in I had bulimia, really low self-esteem. And at the time, I was supposed to start university in my home country, Slovakia. But instead, I decided to run away from myself. So I ended up here in London because I, we learned at school uh, during English lessons that it's, you know, cosmopolitan city and the dreams come true here. And as a naive girl, I thought, well, hey, it's my chance to change the world. And so started to work in McDonald's and studied everything I could about the human mind. Eventually I became one of the top NLP trainers and that gave me almost like a ticket to start my business. I became an accidental entrepreneur where I had to learn typical entrepreneurial skills, how to market yourself, how to sell. Uh, but it worked out over several years. It worked out. Uh, but then I suddenly lost the business. I went into very unhealthy partnership. And in a space of a few months, I lost uh, everything that makes a business, uh, customer database, social media, income, savings, everything. So it uh, was very, very big earthquake in my life. And I, once again, all confidence I had, and especially the sense of identity, like who am I now without my successful business? And what that caused is minimum two years of real struggle, financial struggle. And by the time I had already two small kids, we had relationship issues with my husband, incredible husband normally. So it was very, very hard. But what it forced me is to go deeper and deeper inside of me just to smooth myself. And at one point, and it happened literally in one millisecond, when I was still asking myself, what do I do? I don't want to give up this dream. I know I want to be of service to many other people, but how do I do it that I can actually succeed? Because it was so hard, no matter how hard I work, no matter how many hours a day I work, it was struggle. And question popped to my mind. And the question was, well, what would you want to do and how would you do things if you, A, didn't give a damn, excuse my language, about what other people think of you, and B, if you didn't care whether it succeeded or not. And out of that, in the same millisecond, I knew, it's like, you know when you know, it's like I would combine spirituality, energy, and a solid business strategy for business growth. And I knew the program and everything. So I went with that because I had nothing to lose, really. But I was scared, of course, and uh, I think some entrepreneurs can relate to this. What was uncomfortable about it was that up till that point, I was like professional NLP trainer, working with scientists, working with the board members of large companies. 
and I wanted to be taken seriously as professional and credible. So, you know, coming out of spiritual closet and combining spirituality and woo-woo and energy with business was really out of my comfort zone, but I had nothing to lose. I went for it. And within two weeks, I sold out my first program, which was like a miracle. And essentially, it grew from there. I started to really made my mission to master the energetic principles, especially when it relates to business and business growth. And over the years, my business bloomed, massively expanded, and I wrote a book. And that's how I got to do what I do today. I love that. And I mean, I'm sorry that you went through that, but also it sounds like it was a really good catalyst to get you to the type of business that you should have been running. So that's really cool. And so that really leads us into my next question, which is how do you use some of those energetic things in your business? I know that we want to talk about energetic launching. And a lot of times people want to launch a course, they want to launch a program, a membership or something like that. And some of that confidence stuff you talked about kind of holds them back, or maybe there's other things that make the launch doesn't go off the way it should have or could have. So can you talk a little bit about that too? Of course. And haven't we all experienced it, right? So look, the important things to, to realize to start with is that we use our energy when we're launching, when we're selling anyway, we cannot not use our energy. It's simply what emanates from us, what introduces us, even before we talk, when we walk to the room, we first read the energy of the room, whether we consider ourselves spiritual or energetic or not. That's just how it works. Most communication is energetic. And it, it's almost like an underlying current underneath everything we do in the business, whether it's marketing, whether it's selling, et cetera, et cetera. It's so common in our industry, in online industry, that of course, as entrepreneurs, we want to learn from others how to do things well. So when it comes to launching a product, haven't we all went and bought courses and freebies and everything, you know, this is the blueprint, this is the blueprint, this is the blueprint. But after a while we learn, it doesn't work that way. It's not enough to have a blueprint or or strategy to successfully sell or launch something because what we cannot buy is somebody else's energy associated when, when they're actually selling. We cannot buy it. So how to use it is, well, first and foremost, it's good to realize that our personal energy, it's nothing too esoteric. It simply consists of combination of beliefs, attitudes, values around certain subjects that we use in business, around money, around ourselves as a creator, as a successful person or not, around marketing, around selling. So we can play with those ideas, with those assumptions, with those beliefs that we have in our mind that create that energetic blueprint or would give out when we communicate. And so I would say, the very first step that we want to do when we want to launch and sell out something successfully is to make sure that we are in a creative as opposed to reactive consciousness, even when we create that product. It's because we are so programmed, almost taught to mimic others, to be in that, I call it reactive consciousness, to mimic our environment. Oh, she did that. So I'm going to do it in a similar way. It should work. Or that type of product or program they're running, it should work for me too. But when we go by that reactive consciousness, we're not able to tap into our creative genius. You know, I can bet when you were creating Access Ally, it probably wasn't from the place of, 
oh, that would be great. Like maybe we can make recurring income, you know, other do it successfully. It would probably from different places or something in you. Would you mind to share? Yeah, absolutely. So for us, uh, we created XSLI originally for ourselves because the software we're using just didn't work for what we needed. And we had a vision of what we wanted it to do that just wasn't out there. Um, so it was definitely like more vision and also fixing a problem <laughs> that we had. Um, and so, yeah, it wasn't originally like, oh, I wonder, I think this would be a good business model, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yes, mimicking others. You came from it from within or your team from within, like you want, I want to share what, what worked for us. And that's that's exactly it. So I call this creative consciousness when it comes from within ourselves or alignment, if you like. And that's still pretty rare in online space. If you're like, you know, creative entrepreneurs more than seven years ago, when I was like, ah, I'm just going to connect energy and business. One of my main guidances was I'm always going to create from within no matter how scared I will be, because it's scary. Often we get ideas that don't fit in or are not too logical, don't make sense. But still to this date, that's how I grow my business. I just go, how do I want to serve others? What is the gift I can have? If I could create anything, anything, what would I want to create? So that's creative consciousness. So when we approach this and create our program, product, whatever it might be in this way, Look, it's not a guarantee itself that is going to be success to start with because there can there's lots of things that can go wrong or we need to develop skills or whatever. But it's the only guarantee for sustainable success and growth because it's something that is truly connected to ourselves, to our heart. You said the word aligned, which I know is a lot on your website too. So can you speak a little bit about that if people are kind of constantly comparing or looking at what's out there online and try to decide like what's aligned for me like how can you tell if it's aligned or not like is that something that you teach more about or any kind of tips yes. people can use it's an interesting question it's essentially about trusting our heart because our heart has got infinite amount of wisdom and that is when it comes from heart it comes from place of alignment now energetically speaking we all have access to two aspects of our mind or personality, if you like. It's our, what is often called lower programmed mind or our logical mind, you could say, and it's very useful. It's everything that we know, that aspect of our mind helped us to get where we are. It's our linear thinking. I want to go over there and do my plan for it, my strategies for it, step one, step two, step three. So we, we engage a lot this aspect of our mind. There is also something called higher mind or call it deeper mind you might call it soul if you like and that is that potential within ourselves it's that intangible things we think about and gives us pleasure like oh, i would love that i would love if i could achieve it how amazing it would be if we could bring this to the world if so it's essentially our potentials call it what you like let's call it higher mind so that is the the aspect of our, our mind that is beyond the logic but it's connected to really infinite source of intelligence. This is where our intuition comes from. This is where our best creative ideas come from. And in fact, there was a research done on how even the most famous 
scientists and mathematicians, the most biggest mind of the world, how they solve the most complex problems, such as Albert Einstein. And the research concluded that every time the answer came, like suddenly appeared from what they call deep mind. So it's a massive source of intelligence available to us. But what is hard about it, we, we've got to then um, go beyond our mind, beyond logic, beyond I should and need to do this and give ourselves permission if I could do anything, if I didn't care whether I succeed, if I didn't care how people take me, what would this look like? So it's very creative. Alignment is very creative space. And uh, the heart is gives a signal that it's aligned with that soul or higher mind with our real self. So that is what I would do to start with. And I'm still doing it just in more relaxed way. Every day I would do a little exercise to strengthen my intuitive intelligence, to strengthen my uh, trust in alignment. Maybe we can share a little exercise. It would be almost like a morning routine. Sometimes it would be 10, 15 minutes, sometimes half an hour or longer, depends on how much I have time. And ideally you would do this little routine before you switch on the phone or get any external stimuli. Um, essentially, it's about four steps. And step number one would be about sitting down and offloading any negativity, any fears, any doubts that we may have on our mind or that may be swimming in our energy. And it's very important because, again, nowadays, aren't we told you've got to be positive and you're a strong person, you've got to be resilient. So when we feel some fear or doubt, we often just push it out, we bypass it, and we just want to be in this fake positivity but then those unresolved fears and doubts negativity is going to influence us anyway one way or another so what we're doing here is we offloading it on piece of paper in a notebook just as it is without filtering some people call it morning pages it's where you just write 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 what's bothering you and realizing that what I'm writing is not the whole truth, it's not me, it's simply energy. And uh, therefore, we kind of start to disassociate from ourselves. We can even tell ourselves, thank you, I'm seeing you as in that particular fear. I'm seeing you, I thank you, and I release you. So we're clearing our energy. Second step, once we do that, is about getting into the energy of success, whatever it means to us. Visualization perhaps is the easiest way for three minutes. You can put a stopwatch on when I would think of the biggest version of, of success I could access. So uh, just visualize and to the point where I could feel that energy, that emotion of success strongly in my body. That's important because any ideas we have, especially the intuitive ideas, creative ideas, they always are matched to our energy. So if you feel desperate, needy, or anything like that, like I must make it work, it's not the best place to use our creativity or ask ourselves for idea or search for ideas because we probably will get ideas that will get us more desperation, etc. So essentially, we're getting uh, our energy and mind prime for the most potent creative consciousness. So that's the second step, visualization or getting into the energy of success um, for three minutes. And for another three minutes, I would put a stopwatch again, and I would simply pose myself a question. Now, what is my part in this today? What is my part in this amazing success? What is it that I can do or not do that will bring me closer? And this is where I would start to get that internal guidance. Now, some days I would get absolutely nothing, zero, 
and I would just acknowledge it's fine. Those ideas will come. Some days I will get a whole lot of list of things that I know this logically, and that's fine. I would take it. It's all given to me. And some days I would just get freaking brilliant ideas that would excite me and scare me in the same measure. Those are typically the most amazing. Either way, in this way, so this is the third step in this listening time. If we do it every day or very often that we simply listen for inner guidance, not only we tap into more alignment, not only we increase our intuitive intelligence and guidance, but we really are priming ourselves to be those creative entrepreneurs and pioneers in the industry, et cetera, et cetera. We always be ahead. And of course, the fourth step then is to take that idea and implement, which is again, maybe the hardest bit, but it's about that. (laughs) That is an amazing exercise. Thank you so much for sharing it. I hope everyone is taking notes and is planning to do it (laughs) because I definitely am. I think that's such a great way to go. So what I love about you, Lenka, is that you're kind of like our ideal customer for Access Ally because you're a coach and you've done so many things, but you also coach in different formats and different delivery ways. So you have a book, you have online courses, you have a certification, you have all of these other things. Obviously it's taken time to get to that point of having all of these different um, systems and processes and delivery mechanisms. Can you talk a little bit about what's worked for you and where Access Ally supports some of these programs as well? Yes, sure. So look at the beginning, and I'm now the seventh year in online business. So of course, at the beginning, all I started with was one-on-one coaching, And then I introduced my Extraordinary Growth Academy or the first version of it back then. So I had two products. But as I was creating and creating, you know, because I love to create, I love to play, always, it's always new. I found that the system that I opted in back then was simply not sustainable. It was just a huge, messy list of products that was not sustainable. So at some point, I found this is gonna be sorted so this is when we found access ally and somebody recommended it as it's uh, amazing that it worked so well so at uh, that point we transferred everything and it was very easy and i love obviously i'm not technical at all i'm a little bit of technical dinosaur in fact yesterday you will laugh yesterday during the team meeting my team members were teaching me how to scroll on Apple up and down with two fingers. I don't know how I build my business, honestly. So I'm not technical. However, (laughs) my team is, they are, and they love using it because it's just everything that you need is there. You know, we, we, we do multiple currency, for instance, multiple different products, and it's so flexible in terms of design that uh, they adore it. They adore it. And I adore it because I like, I'm very visual. So I said, yes, this looks great. Thank you very much. Yes. So that's how I made it work. And other than that, what do they say? That the Rome hasn't built in one day. So sometimes we've got to be with ourselves a little patient as entrepreneurs, because I know that uh, I've came far, of course, I've served clients from over 50 countries, but it's nowhere near where I know I'm meant to go. So there, there is plenty more that we haven't yet implemented, done, et cetera, et cetera. It's for all of us. We'll always be incomplete. So let's enjoy what we have here. That's the most valuable. I like that. Yes, there's always more, right? We're kind of on this path in this journey. So that's really helpful. And yes, I love how visual everything is on your website. So how do you feel about that part of that? Is that also part of your expression and your energetics in in your branding? Is that something that you're very conscious about? You also talked a little bit about your team. Can you tell us a little bit about who supports you and whether you have a designer and all of that kind of thing? 
Of course. So let's start with the team. Yes, I built my team over the years, of course, and it's a 10 incredible individuals. But of course, the, the main lesson I learned with my team is like go for the biggest talent you can find because that is so much more valuable than, let's say, you know, at some point I was looking for cheapies that I could afford. It never worked out. It never worked out. And uh, yes, I have I have designer, of course. Yes, I have a branding specialist and I have social media manager and social media assistants. I have advertising person. I have business manager. I have a personal assistant. I have my visual person, the tech all of it, you know. So, so I'm very spoiled, but that's because Earlier on, and I just built on that, I promised to always claim the highest and best support available. And it's not just in business, in life as well. In my work, I talk a lot about the uh, energetic archetypes and how, for instance, and some listeners may frown, but it's, it's okay, how uh, especially women entrepreneurs, oftentimes we use the energetic archetype of prostitute in business which is essentially um, giving away our value for the sense of security. So undercharging, overgiving, always other, even clients come first before me and it's not healthy. So when I work with clients, they're always working on alchemizing and breaking those patterns and awakening the inner queen, if you like. And then the visually, it just wants to come out too. I think the internal comes first and then external, whether it's through branding, website, how we put ourselves together that naturally because we want to take care of ourselves because we consider ourselves important so as energy changes inside it comes out differently outside so I just always go with the flow sometimes it's bloody annoying because I shift my identity often quite fast and I sometimes feel sometimes several times a year like bloody hell this is old these products are old this so it's lots of disruption in a business it's like now I went blonde, let's say, after 25 years of wearing dark hair. So nothing from the branding, you know, it doesn't feel fresh. So uh, new, new, new. So it creates a lot of change, but uh, it's also exciting. As long as we can adapt quickly as entrepreneurs, I just adapted with the team will help me. And in the meantime, I, we just continue to create and serve. So I think that's what I would say on this. Is that <laughs> any useful? I don't know. <laughs> I can relate to that too. I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes we are that kind of quick start, like new ideas, fresh, you know, move moving things along. And yeah, it can sometimes cause, like you said, some disruptions. For for me, actually, I found that Access Ally, because it's a software company, we're constantly doing new features and new updates and things like that. So that keeps it fresh for me. But I, at the I, same I, time... I Yes. Yeah. At the same time, sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to start something completely different. So yes, I, <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah, and if you have uh, lots of coaches as clients, for us coaches, it's also often creative entrepreneurs, new, new, new. And one of the things that helps is, for instance, I have a six months long program, which is a high level program, Extreme Growth Academy, and also my high level mastermind. So the structure is the same, but what we do inside creatively changes all the time it's never the same program it just grows as we grow so we can kind of almost combine some of the aspects of masculine structures that will support us in unleashing our creativity um, just I thought it might help because uh, sometimes like oh I've got to change everything not necessarily everything all at the same time it is nice to have some stability or like the container can stay the same but what's inside the container can change I think that's a great way to explain that and give people that space to explain themselves and bring new ideas and new everything together. That's, right. that's really awesome. And I really love what you talked about our different approaches to business, right? Especially as women entrepreneurs. So 
I know you talk so much about mindset and energy work and all of that in your book and in other places. So is there any other patterns that you notice for people who maybe get stuck somewhere when they're trying to scale and they reach like a plateau or like, they're like, I just can't seem to get past this point. Anything that you would recommend for people who are trying to like scale and get out of their little plateau? Definitely. definitely. If there is a plateau, well, this is really a good indication that maybe I need to ease a little bit of my focus on what I do. Maybe I overwhelmed my logical mind enough and work a little bit on my energy because we know that persistence is sometimes needed in entrepreneurship, of course, but there is difference between persistence and persistence in, uh, with the difference. So uh, for instance, I'll give you one practical example that is to do with plateauing. When I first created um, a funnel for ebook, uh, so uh, it was created from the heart and I wanted for it to be of the best service. I wanted to sell many copies. And so I hired agency for like 5k a month to help me to scale it by advertising and so month one roughly 10k loss including the fees month two another 10k loss month three another almost five fig figure loss and I was getting nervous as in throughout I was telling myself I just gotta be patient it's normal optimizing it takes time bloody bloody blah and then month four it occurred to me like what you're doing you're not doing here what you're teaching this is plateau and this shows me that I'm focusing too much when I'm persistent, I'm in the energy of problem as it's not working. Let's fix it. And that's what I've been doing throughout. Like, what else do you need from me? Do you, you know, so like, let's fix it, fix it. Energy of fixing things. So what I told myself, fine, I'm not going to work energy around this. And it was actually one thing was needed is, okay, how I want my things, this to work. I'm just going for a few days with more focus, I'm going to put energy there, bask in the energy of how I want this to work. So I just kept imagining, like, wouldn't it be great if the book sold like uh, thousands per month? Wouldn't it be great if I got daily emails that this book is changing entrepreneurs' lives? So I was just basking in that energy. And a few days on, I got one idea and... I implemented that idea. I kid you not, the, the book funnel started to work within a week and we scaled it very quickly to like thousand books a month. So that's perhaps a good example, but this can work in various versions as if you feel you're plateauing, probably you're too much in a logic, too much in that program mind and not even accessing the creative consciousness. To, so connect with that vision, connect with that, what if anything was possible? What would that be like? and look for the ideas from there. It may still take a little while, but definitely those ideas will be way more potent than from this plateauing place. I feel like that's such a great example of how you can turn things around because yeah, one way was very much focused on like fixing the issues and how can we tweak something, one thing here, one thing there, but it was a completely different idea that came out of left field that actually got the results that you're looking for. So that is so helpful. And not everyone has a book funnel and all of that, but I think it's definitely applicable to being stuck in a rut and trying to fix, like, maybe we just need to increase our conversion a little bit, yeah. or we just need to change our traffic or something. Whereas it might be a way different approach. And there is nothing wrong with using logic. It's actually important back to that research. And I never remember the references. 
French mathematician did this research, but about those scientists and how did they come solve the most complex problem? Actually, before the answers appear from the deep mind, suddenly beyond logic, of course, the first phase always was that they would overload their logical minds with data. So they would focus on the problems. It's healthy to learn, to develop skills. You know, how could we do things and uh, focus on it? But to a certain extent, don't stay there. Let's give ourselves space to also access that a little bit of magic beyond our minds, beyond our logic. Yes, I love that so much. Um, and I feel like everyone should be really paying attention because Blinka is sharing so many amazing um, ideas and strategies here. So thank you so much. Um, okay, so one thing that you talked a little bit about was kind of the energy of other people. So sometimes when we wake up, we check our phone, we check email, we check whatever. We have kind of incoming bombardments of energy of other people's energies. So what do you have any strategies for people who are maybe a little bit more sensitive to that? Or are we all sensitive and we just don't realize how much it's affecting us? How can we kind of stay in that good place? And I, I do also appreciate what you said that you don't have to ignore completely all of the things that are happening, but also being able to kind of come back to that good space. Absolutely. Yes, I think, Natalie, we all are sensitive to a certain extent, some more than others, or it affects us more than others. And you're right, we are bombarded nowadays with information. I mean, with social media and internet, we're overloaded with information. Now, what popped to my mind that might be useful, it's two things. Sometimes it's negativity that comes towards us, right? And how do I stay positive? Now, I believe in very much in duality approach and in mirroring approach, meaning, for instance, in a business, often our internal patterns that don't serve our business show up through our customers, through other people. Because other people, I mean, now I'm going a little bit of down the rabbit, rabbit hole, but other people, sure, here in a physical world, we can see them as that person, that person, that person. But when we go down, 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 energetically, we're all connected and we're experiencing ourselves through other people. They're like mirror our own consciousness, if you like. So let's say... If we have a problem in the business that all the time we get objection from the client that I can't afford it. I'd love to work with you, but I can't afford it. Instead of going on a Google, how can I, you know, what words to use, what technique to use, which is okay, do it. But the best way to, to actually address that objection is to look at ourselves first. Ah, if I get it all the time, if it's a pattern, what does it mirror? What is it mirroring in me? So if somebody says, I can't afford it, what are they doing? Probably deprioritizing themselves. Maybe they're scared that they won't make it work. So they're saying yes. So do I do those same patterns myself in business or outside of business? Do I deprioritize my own needs before others? Do I say that family first, furniture first, debt first, before I say to myself? But basically, we want to look at how is that constant pattern or those people, the negativity, how is it mirroring me? And that I find that extremely helpful in business because then not only business becomes really more meaningful, but we can influence the other people's behavior by working on ourselves. That's the only thing we can do is change ourselves. So oftentimes that creates like a magic result. You know, I had once one client who did everything technically right. And then she stepped into my academy, worked for a few months on changing herself and then said, Lenka, I've got so many proposals, but nobody's buying. Everyone is like waiting, waiting. I said, well, time to have a look. How is it mirroring yourself? So where are you waiting in your life, in your business? She said she found the list. 
she started to she told us i'm not gonna wear it anymore i'm gonna break that pattern first so my clients actually can and i kid you not there are some big items on that list that required her courage but within a couple of weeks, she essentially got from nearly bankrupt because Corona really affected her business to, to multiple six-figure month and back on track to seven-figure business. So sometimes it really can create the magic. So that's what I would say about the external input. And second thing I would say is to allow ourselves time to assimilate and spend time in our own energy. So you know that exercise we talked about, about that four-step exercise. For instance, that's a great way to start the day. I don't always do these four steps in the morning, but what I definitely do every working day is for one hour. That's my first business appointment from 6.30 to 7.30 in the morning. I have my own CEO hour with myself, with my own energy. And yes, sometimes I do journaling on what's bothering me. Sometimes I do visualization. Sometimes I, I do ideas, overlooking strategies. Sometimes I do all of it. But that 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 times time spent in our own energy, we can assimilate uh, what we learned and that external input and drop into that creative consciousness, and we will be much more value for everyone involved. I love that. Yes. And I, I can actually definitely attest to the mirroring thing as well, because especially when I was doing web design, like way back in the day, there would be clients who procrastinate and then I would be procrastinating on things too. So I'm like, oh, it's totally related. If, if I'm on top of things, they're on top of things. And I attract the types of clients who were more on top of things too. So yeah, I can, I feel like, yeah, we, everyone who has worked with other people understands that for sure. So I love everything that you're sharing. One of the interesting things is that you have a certification for people who want to do the type of work that you do or kind of want to be more of a coach like you are. So can you talk a little bit about how that came about and who it's for and all of that, that good stuff? Energetic breakthrough method. Well, as you said in a, my introduction, I started my career back in a day of business, if you like as uh, NLP trainer, master trainer and coach. In fact, I was one of the four people in the world with 100% certification score and was very proud of that. And I was teaching NLP for years before I was losing that business. And when my business restarted in more, more aligned energetic way, I still continued to teach NLP and deliver certified courses because I saw a big value in that. But as I continued to develop and my work continued to evolve, I felt that that certification is a little bit of limited for me. And of course, I didn't come out with NLP. It's amazing. So it was uh, limited for me. So what I decided to do is to essentially let go good to welcome great. So I decided one time, this is my last NLP course, not going to teach NLP again. So I let that go and created space to come out with my own certification that would be a lot more energy in it, a lot more what I live and teach and breathe. And a few months after that, one of my ex-clients, amazing client, she calls herself Modern Day Shaman. She booked with me a one day, if you like, strategy day, because she said, I'm launching my certification and I know you're very good at launching and all this. Could you please advise me, help me? I said, sure. So we met, she came to, to my house and she started to talk about the certifications, certification that she wants to launch. And as I'm listening to her about the purpose of it, about the, who is it for, about the, I'm listening like, 
bloody hell, Sarah, I can't help you. You know why? Because anything I will tell you, it will be because I'm having on my mind exactly the same thing. So for change makers, coaches, change makers who want to take energetic approach to coaching, you know, beyond the traditional coaching and work with the energy directly when working with clients. So we're sitting there and we look at each other like, shall we do it ourselves together then? And I'm thinking, well, if I say no to it, it will be the most egoistic thing to do, isn't it? You know, because it's easier to do things yourself. It's faster. It's more straightforward. I said, okay, let's do it together. It was the best thing because again, Sarah, she comes from really shamanism world. She brought a real depth to to the work, to the to the certification, and with my uh, NLP brain. I could turn it into processes that uh, anyone can learn and teach. So it was amazing uh, co-creative process uh, to come up with that. Yes. I, I love that it happened kind of almost not, not as a fluke, but sort of like it was meant to happen, <laughs> but yeah. um, it kind of came together that way. That's really cool. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like sometimes people do rush into partnerships and obviously you had a difficult partnership experience yourself. So you were probably a little bit, you know, not scared, but just maybe it's not the best. Maybe it is. And I've also had partnerships in the past too. So I think it's interesting that you made it work and that it was the best yes. decision. Yes. Partnerships are tricky. It's commitment, isn't it? I think when it comes from a place of, I need someone else to make this work. I'm not capable myself. That's a big no-no. I learn. That's a big no-no. Like yeah, I need another person because I'm not capable. So we've got to be in our power. If you're standing in our power, and doing because we want to and we can see how it would enrich rather than we need to it, it has a potential i think that's a great uh, filter to run things through when you're considering a partnership i think that's really really helpful Oh my gosh, Lenka, you have been sharing so many amazing tidbits and ideas and strategies and things that people can actually take away. So where can people find out more about you? What can get more involved in your work and all of that good stuff? Oh, sure. And by the way, thank you, Natalie. You ask brilliant questions. So I, I love what you're doing here. So of course, the best introduction and not just introduction, but really a little manual to have to make energetics work in business is uh, my book, Energetic Selling and Marketing. Now it's, it was written for women because I work with women, but good few gentlemen who read it, loved it. So it's really book for any entrepreneur that is open to these ideas, as long as you're okay, that I will call you gorgeous. <laughs> so that's probably the best introduction to this work. And other than that, just, uh, you know, website, lankautonska.com, Instagram and Facebook and everywhere. I have a little group. <laughs> Wonderful, Lenka. Yes. And I didn't actually grab a copy of your book. So um, I'm actually a couple of chapters in. Thank you for putting that together. I think people will really, really get so much out of it. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you so much, Natalie. Want to keep growing your business on your terms? Then sign up for my free newsletter, The Momentum Memo. You'll get quick, actionable tips to gain momentum in your business every Tuesday. Head over to natalielussier.com forward slash memo to join over 6,000 other entrepreneurs scaling on their terms. Whether you're just getting started or have been running your business for a while, the Momentum Memo has something for you. 